to the Act 2 podcast, a podcast for the real-life working screenwriter. I am Tasha Hugh. And I am Josh Hallman. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we have a lot of weird energy coming into this, and maybe we should just get into it. (laughs) I think so. I think so. For the last 10 minutes before recording, I've been talking to Tasha with with a lot of energy about something, and I'm going to just bring it into This Week in Writing. Bring it. I've been working on this script for a while. It's an action. It's an action script. I've been getting notes back, and I kind of have been listening to. I've been taking notes from this producer, and I, I almost feel like I may have been doing, a little bit more of what the producer wanted me to do rather than what I should have been doing. Mm-hmm. So I end up months ago. I scrap it. I'm like, you know what? I'm just doing my thing, and I go radio silent on the on the entire. <laughs> On the team. And I'm like, hey, guys, I'm going to get this new draft back to you. And so they've checked in on me, checked in on me. So I finally delivered this new draft to him, which you have read. Mm-hmm. And so I now get a new set of notes back. And, 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 and some of the notes were kind of like contradicting bigger picture things that we've talked about in the past. Mm-hmm. And I'm now I'm thinking like how to address this. Like, do I hop on a call with them before I address the next set of notes? Or like we've talked about in the past, do I make a notes document and say, hey, this is what I'm, how I'm going to uh, accomplish X, Y, and Z. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I'm thinking now, just to kind of reel this in and keep it as, as like focused as possible. Not emotional so I as possible. Yeah. <laughs> even, even describing this, I've brought myself down from like a 10 to a five to make it sound yeah, you like look good. I'm a reasonable person. <laughs> but deep down inside can we talk about what you did when you got the notes document though <laughs> so i got the no- the notes document i stood up i re- so i was writing something else which i was frustrated with then i read the notes document i was like motherfucker and i stood up and i'm like i'm leaving and i called my friend i'm like hey can we, can we hit some tennis balls? And so basically my friend was like, I'm in. I was like, great. If, if it wasn't that, I was going to go work out. And I ended up just crushing tennis balls with, uh, with my friend GC. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that I, sounds awesome. That sounds like a great way of dealing with it. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything else that was drastic. <laughs> I feel like now I want to create a gym that, mm. that has like a you know like a punching bag or something so that when this feeling comes back you just like go to town in your home gym like the writer's gym yeah <laughs> where, where you just see the the yes. angry writer walk in and everyone's like oh get out of the way and then they just go beat <laughs> oh, up you must have got notes <laughs> move, move notes move, back move. <laughs> shit josh is here again so so yeah, I mean, what what do you think is the best way to approach it? I think I think I'll probably make a notes document, being meaning uh, my solve. So I'm going to respond to their yeah. notes and how I'm going to make a solve, um, and then say, hey, why don't we hop on a phone call and talk about it before I dive into this stuff? Yeah, I feel like that's very smart to do the combo. So like, be super prepared on your end of how you're going to answer everything, and then hop on a call to discuss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. Did they have a paragraph at the top of the notes that was like, this is really great. You did really great work and we're happy with X, Y, and Z. Sort of. Like a really tiny paragraph. It was a <laughs> sentence. And, and honestly, that's a really important 
thing that writers need. I yeah. really think I needed more. Yeah. What did it say? Can I ask? <laughs> yeah, you can ask. <laughs> uh, it's just basically that it's fun and fast and overall more dynamic. It is. All true things. Yeah. That's all. I think they just need to talk through it. Mm-hmm. It'll be okay. No, I, 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 truthfully, I feel okay about it. It's just that you know, when you get notes back, you just always want to secretly be done, yes. even though you know you're not done. Yeah, and then you're really um, praying that the notes is like, no notes, great job. We're so yeah. impressed by this direction that you've gone in. Yeah, the be- that's the best situation when you are expecting notes, and then they're like, you're good, and you're like, what? <laughs> okay, are you yeah. sure? Yeah. You know, I just want to thank you and all the listeners for allowing me to come in real hot today. We didn't even do an intro. <laughs> the the opening as you know what though? This is this is how I felt. This week in writing is therapy time, man. It is. I'm here for it. I'm here for you. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'll give a follow up to how this all goes down. I'd like that. Episode. I'd like that. I'll I'll make a note to ask about that oh, thing that happened. Oh no, you don't have time. to. I'm I'm going <laughs> to talk about it. <laughs> I will offer it freely. <laughs> um, did you have it this week in writing? Kind of. Because so... if you don't, I I could bring up like seven more things. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should go first. Well, you I wanted to keep do, going. I wanted to say something. Actually, it's about you. Oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Because there's been something we haven't been talking about on the podcast. What is it? You have a new comic out. Yes, I do. <laughs> I got really scared for a second. <laughs> yeah, I have a comic book out. You have a comic out. We never talk about it. I know. It's a very big deal. Yeah. And 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 it's time that we do a quick little plug for the comic book. Thank you. Um, it's called The Adept. It's issue two, so there's already been a one. Yeah. This is two. I also, I've been posting links on my personal Twitter as well to just show everyone because they're doing like little trailer videos and stuff for it. And if you're not familiar with the property from reading issue one, you can kind of see what it's all about. And I think it's cool. It's about this, like a coming of age story about this troubled Chinese American girl. So a lot of, a lot of Tasha in there um, in Los Angeles who in her dreams is being trained by this mysterious Kung Fu master. And it's like helping her deal with her everyday life um, and getting over her various issues. And as she's trying to repair her, her life with her family, all of these things are going on in her dreams. And she ends up, of course, because it's me, ends up revealing like this huge underworld plot that I won't reveal too much about, but it gets um, a little supernatural. It gets yeah. uh, criminal. There's some yeah. true crime stuff in there, and she's she's kicking ass and and becoming a hero. And it's, I think it's pretty fun. I think it's fucking awesome. <laughs> and it's it's time that we actually talk about it. So if I know you're we haven't talked about it. You got you have to go check out the. Tasha's masterpiece. Anyway, that's yeah, my thank that's, you. That's part two of my this week in writing. So please carry on. Um, is being stressed th- of this week in writing? Oh my god, yeah, that yeah. is yeah. It's it's my stress level has been really really 
really, really bad. Um, and it, it like, it's so interesting how much it obviously affects every element of your life because today, like I texted you, I was like, I'm getting all this shit done. And I'd like <laughs> turned into things. And suddenly I felt like I could just do absolutely anything. I could like leap tall buildings in a single bound, mm -hmm. but just the day before I thought I should, I literally was like, I should quit the business. <laughs> there's no room for me here. There's like, there's there's so many it's oversaturated there's like i can't tell any story that's actually interesting to anyone so oh, wow i should quit and start thinking of new jobs <laughs> and then here i am today like ah, i can do it yeah <laughs> so i'm, I'm back <laughs> so can that's I writing ask, can i ask what jobs you look or thought about so when when i have done this in the past no. I always looked at CIA <laughs> to see if I could qualify to work at the CIA in any capacity. That was always like my go-to. <laughs> I don't think I'd qualify now realistically, so probably teacher. Uh, I was thinking of either being in the CIA or a teacher. <laughs> I mean, it's a good cover. <laughs> that is very true. I mean, listen, I, of course, don't want you to leave the industry. However. If it were to be in the CIA, that would be the <laughs> one acceptable area that you could leave. Thank you. And then I'd call you and ask you about all of my logistical questions. Yeah, I'll just be consultant. <laughs> so where would he go in this situation in the CIA? But I just want to say one quick thing about your, we, we kind of exchanged messages about this, about being stressed and feeling like this, this, this thing of accomplishment. Mm. I... As I had messaged you, I had talked to a guy who kind of studies people and he knows people really well. And he's a very successful guy. And I was talking to him about life and I was telling him how I love to blow leaves. And <laughs> for me, it's very therapeutic when I have like a leaf blower and I just like clean off my driveway or something like that. Yeah. And he just kind of looked at me like, okay, Josh, okay. And he ended up saying to me, but then he, he fed into my craziness and was like, you know, the reason you feel so good is because it's a sense of accomplishment because even at the smallest level, you're cleaning these leaves off and then you look at you, you set your mind to something and then you do it and you're done. And of course I thought about writing and why it's so important to set these mini goals throughout your year, your day, your week, whatever, because you need that sense of accomplishment. If you are mm -hmm. a writer, you need to feel like you're finishing something because my, like right now I'm on two scripts that have been going since like, like 10 years, I, it feels like, you know, yeah. and um, you, you have to have little victories along the yeah. way. You know, I, I have a deadline coming up. That's the act one of something. And it's very overwhelming. That whole, everything you're talking about, the, just the looming stress. And so I did break it up into mini goals where it's like, okay, just get half of this scene written by today. Yeah. So it's something that I could cross off my to-do list and it felt like a lot because I accomplished the thing I set out to do. And if I did more great super bonus, that was very helpful. So yeah, I think that's a really, he's as successful as he is for a reason. Yeah. I, I listened to him, but you, you do it. You need the little goals um, and you need to hold yourself accountable. Agree. Agree. Here, here. <sighs> All right. Well. Podcast over. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>
All topic. right, so we are talking about something real today. We are mm. talking about etiquette and the various kinds of meetings that we get into as screenwriters. And the topic came up because I was talking to a friend of mine who is going through some of her first like pretty big meetings of her career. And she's been getting advice from different people of like, oh, you know, you can't say this or you have to do this when you go into these meetings. And she's like, wait, I do? Like, can I just be myself? And they're like, no, you can't be yourself. You can't speak. You can't. So like, it just, wow. it reminded me that it is important to remember that there is etiquette for certain meetings and what that might be, like what the different expectations are from producers and execs. But also, like we talked about a couple weeks ago in our tone episode, how to not hand over power in these meetings while also obeying the etiquette, if that makes sense. I think it does. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. my first question is to you. Yeah. Can you remember the first meeting that you went to where you felt like, oh shit, I am in a room I don't understand and there are rules that clearly nobody told me about? Like, do you have a clear memory of being in that space? Honestly, I, I can't really remember. I, I definitely have felt overwhelmed in meetings. Mm -hmm. Like I've been in, you know, if you go on a studio lot or something and you have a meeting, you're you're already kind of like, oh boy. And then it you sit down on a big leather couch or a chair. And I, I remember feeling very overwhelmed and a little bit in over my head. But mm -hmm. um, going back to your question, which I all, already forgot what it was. Um, <laughs> No, <laughs> do you? I actually can't. I don't have a distinctive memory of a meeting where I felt completely out of the loop, I guess, yeah. or out of my depth. Like your, yeah, your depth. That's great. Yeah. But I feel like there's a bunch of little meetings along the way that I felt that way that kind of add up to all of this. So I guess like I want to start with, there are a couple me types of meetings that I want to talk about today. One is the yeah. kickoff meeting, which happens when you sell something or you start a project. It's, of course, the kickoff to that project. One is just a notes meeting with producers. And another is a director meeting. And then an actor meeting, too. I'd like to ask you about that because you're currently working with an actor. And also, yeah. of course, your wife is a casting director. So I feel like you have a unique perspective on the dynamics of those meetings, but I, I am also an actor, Tasha. I hate to keep always bringing that <laughs> Sorry, up. Sorry, and you also have have a sad card, so. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to bring that up every podcast, but I have to. So anyway, I'm sorry. Carry on. <laughs> oh, How do sorry. I know you're not acting right now? I just feel like you're so good that I'll I just can never trust you. I know. All right, let's start with producer notes meetings. So yeah. you have one of these meetings because a producer is attached to your script and they have notes. And these, I would say, please chime in if you disagree, but I feel like these meetings are usually pretty friendly. Like producers want to have a good relationship with you. They're yeah. usually pretty cordial at this stage. So, I mean, obviously there are personality differences you may encounter, but for the most part, it just feels like you sit on a couch and you just kind of you just talk story it's super casual it's like yeah. meant to be kind of friends chatting about story 100 percent. 
especially when you first meet a producer. Everything is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) They're so hyped on the project. They don't know you yet, so they feel like they can't be too mean to you yet. (laughs) Yep. It's so great. You haven't addressed their notes quite yet. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. There's a lot. that, That first meeting with the producer is amazing. Yeah. It's like the first day. It's fabulous. Yeah. So just to kind of paint the picture for these kinds of meetings, you would come in. I've definitely, I've gone to producers houses for notes meetings, which is always weird because they like feed you with this great food and then proceed to like shit talk your script. (laughs) So it's like this like one, two punch. Um, But the purpose of the meeting is the producer loves your script, wants to get it into a shape where they feel Uh, It's either ready to sell or to get a director or get talent attached. Or if you've already sold it, now it's time to get it into shape where the studio wants to actually green light it. So the thing to remember in these meetings is that the producer's sole objective is to get your script made, which is great because it's also your objective. But I think the additional piece is that the producer cares less than you do about maintaining the vision and like the thing about the script that you love even speaking to what you were talking about it in this week in writing it's like you held on to the thing that you loved you scrapped the old script and went back to og josh when you wrote it Mm -hmm. and you're getting notes on this thing so it's like how do you balance that creative instinct and passion with the practicality of having to also work with a producer who's going to help you get this movie made. But again, your objectives are the same. So that's the thing to remember and what, what's going to lead me to kind of the etiquette part of this, which is don't be defensive, right? Like they're going to, they're going to give you notes and what their expectations are to speak to that point is that they are looking to see if you are going to be a good partner in this development and revision process And are you going to be the kind of writer that can take this movie or this show to the, to the distance? Meaning are, are you going to be able to revise this script to such an excellent standard that they can get this movie made? Because many producers, they attach themselves to a bunch of scripts and their biggest fear is that they're going to give you notes. You're going to go home for a couple weeks or months and revise. They're going to, get the script back and it's going to be worse and they're going to have backslid and they'll have spent all this time on a script they can't do anything with. So that's their greatest fear when they're coming in here. So their expectations of the Mm -hmm. writer in these meetings, because that's where they're coming from is does this writer take notes well and are they smart? So don't get defensive. That feels like the first thing to pay attention to in these producer notes meetings. I say like, listen, respectfully don't interrupt the producers when they're talking like unless obviously you guys are riffing and it's organic but let them share your thought their thoughts uninterrupted and then i feel like this the last phase is like parse through their notes and i'd be curious like how you handle your meetings but like for me when a producer gives me notes it can be very overwhelming yeah so and also like I can't be expected to come up with the answers to your notes right now. That's just maybe an, an, an idea or two will spark. But for the most part, like I need to think about this for a couple days. For sure. So that's when like I would say something like, oh, it's a really smart note about the villain. I'll have to think 
about it a bit more, but there's something really interesting to what you're saying. Like, yeah, if they were a veteran, that would be cool. It really play into this theme. Like you can just kind of start riffing that way where you're agreeing with their note and then kind of adding to it, right? Yeah. To show that you're smart and that you can think about their note in a really interesting and engaging way and in a way that will apply to the scripts. So just saying like, yeah, that's a great note. That sort of shuts off the conversation and does not give the producer a lot of information on, are they hearing the note? Right. Do they understand the note I just gave them? And what are they going to do with that note? So if you can have a little conversation attached to it, that's very helpful for the producer. Or again, if you disagree with a producer's note in a producer's meeting is the time to kind of challenge them a little bit about it. But I would say the way to do that is very carefully, right? Like <laughs> for me, I always say like, oh, that's really interesting. And I hear what you're saying, but I'm bumping on it for this reason. And I think, for example, Josh, if I came into you and I was like, yeah, this whole like Top Gun movie that you're working on, it's like really cool. But I kind of like I saw Marry Me this weekend mm. and it really made me think like, what if Goose was a woman and this was like actually more of a romantic movie? Yeah. I feel like you'd have to let me down easy. <laughs> that actually once happened to me, something similar to that. Uh, Go on. Where, where um, I had written something. I talked to a producer that was just kind of interested and they had suggested changing the couple to a same sex couple. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that's really interesting, but like that changes a lot. And that's not really my story to tell. And mm -hmm. I don't think it's not, you know? And so I was like, I was kind of thrown off by it because I was just like, is this a good idea? Is this not? A, I mean, it, I, like, I think it was a great idea, but um, it just wasn't, it wasn't me. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. clearly I, I wasn't. And they pitched the that person. in the room? It was on a, it was on a phone call. Oh, okay. So, it was, yeah. I mean, it's still live. Like, how, how did you respond to that? Do you remember? Just generally? I, I said, wow, that's really cool. Because, of course, you know, it was like an action film. And they were like, well, you know, we don't really, we haven't had a same sex couple in an action film like this. And it would be different. And I was like, yeah, I think that's awesome. I just don't think I'm the right person to tell that story. I think someone mm -hmm. else should is more equipped to tell, like to handle certain elements of it. Yeah. Which was the truth, I think. But I, it, yeah. but it was, it was a very uh, radical change um, yeah. that I, I like I, I fully support. I just didn't know how to do it. If that makes any sense. Like, Absolutely. And I think that's super important and valid because I've certainly done the opposite in my career where I've said, yeah, I can do that because I wanted to be a yes man. And mm -hmm. I was like, if I do this, maybe I'll get, get a job. And then you walk through that process and it's not genuine. It's not good because you don't, it's not your skill set or it's not your idea. So you don't really, you're not really attached to it and don't know how to write it. And it's just, there's no point. Yeah. So yeah, being able to know where that like, Goose is definitely not a woman. I want to tell mm -hmm. a story about these brotherly, friendly relationships. And For sure. there's going to be a romance in it. But, and like, that's something to say too. Like if, I mean, in that case, it's pretty cut and dry what they were asking for. But if, is there a note behind the note when you get these like really, really big notes that are bad? Can you, is there a way to be, to be like, oh, that's interesting. I don't think that's right for this because of X, Y, and Z. Really smart reason, really smart reason. 
But like what you're saying, I, I totally get like, what about the love story aspect do you really like? And then when you get them to talk a bit more, you realize like, oh, it's not that they want this to be a love story. It's because they really like the meet cute from yeah. Marry Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and That's a good it's point. like, okay, if you like the meet cute, guess what? Like I have a great idea for that. Instead of having Maverick meet Charlie wherever I have them, like what if he sings to her in a bar at karaoke and like that's a meet cute? It's like, oh, great. Like you thought about my note. You yeah. came up with a cool solution. You heard me and you processed it. Like those are all good ways of handling those kinds of meetings. You know, you actually brought up something really interesting. I think somewhat important is that like when you're sitting and talking with the producer, a lot of times there are two different stories. Like you kind of come in and you're like, these are the themes of my script and you have it in your head and this is where the character is and comes and goes from. But then a lot of times producers don't see that and they mm -hmm. don't even catch like some of the nuance that's in the, in like your theme and what's kind of like sprinkled throughout. And I've been in scenarios, you know, you start like defending your theme, but like producers just don't see it. Yeah. And they're like, you can just eliminate this one scene right here where, uh, you know, Becky and Dave are, you know, going to jump off of like the water tower. And you're like, that's really fucking important because it's like <laughs> showing I'm kind of veering off course here. But I think I do. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying in this sense where it's yeah. like a lot of times there's two different, very different points of view yeah. about 100%. what a script means. Yeah, 100%. And that can be part of the conversation is getting at why they don't like. Becky and Dave jumping off of the water tower yeah, and getting what that note is, that's, that's the time to have that conversation. Cause again, it should be very casual and it should feel like a team at that point. There are plenty of other meetings we're going to talk about where it's not, doesn't feel that way. And that's not sort of the way to behave or look at those meetings, but the producer notes meeting in particular should feel that way. Yeah. How is a writer meeting with an actor going to be different than like a notes meeting in your opinion? It just depends. You know, sometimes actors are honest producers of projects. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I I, think a lot of times with actors, you're, you know, they're coming at it like, how do I fit into this story? Like, what is my role? And and they talk about it a lot of it, like from their personal perspective. So it, you sometimes end up having to amp up some aspects for the actor, I feel. Yeah. Um, a lot of times they overlap, though. A lot of times they're like very similar in like the meeting and, and how you kind of approach things. Interesting. I remember I was having my first ever actor meeting and I was texting you leading up uh -huh. to it. Cause I was terrified. I don't know if you remember this. I was like, what am I supposed to even say to this person? <laughs> how do I approach this meeting? Like literally what is the structure of this meeting supposed to look like? Cause I have never had one before. And I mean, it happened to be just like you say, like we got on the phone or the Zoom meeting and she just she started the meeting, really. I mean, I think I said, you know, oh, so happy to meet with you. I really loved your performance in XYZ. So great that, you know, we could be talking about this script. Like, I think you'd be great for it. And yeah. then she's proceeded to talk about why she loved the script, what parts in particular and I sort of feel like I didn't know what to say about anything. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. how to interview this person properly. So like, I think I just kind of asked her, you know, like what parts of the character were really like speaking to her and what other parts was she, was she like 
you know, that's not what this character would do. And like, please be honest and please feel like this is the space to talk about that because I'd be so interested in sort of what your point of view is on the character and really just tried to like take my skills I use for my generals of like getting this person to talk yeah, and yeah, feel yeah. comfortable um, to also get them to do all the same things. But it didn't feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it didn't feel like the time to talk about like themes and my intention here. Like it really is not about, I feel like it couldn't be about me and also couldn't be about like the craft of screenwriting at that point. It has to be all about a character <laughs> and all about them. 100%. It's, oh, this is what, uh, you know, Brian and Doug or whoever, you know, Brian was doing this is what he's thinking throughout the movie and the scene and this and this, and they get from here to here. And I feel like when you're talking with an actor, it's very focused on their character and their Yeah, moments. they don't give a shit about the rest of the script, honestly. <laughs> it does, uh, that's kind of how it feels, which I mean, that that's, that's part of their job. They have to narrow in on that thing. Yeah. I think too, like talking about arcs has been important in talking to actors because they totally. really respond to that. Oh, my character has an arc. Like, oh, there's change. Yeah. Like, that's great. Oh, I always want to act to that, right? Oh, this is a guy who starts here, and by the time you, you know, at the end, he's he's changed, and he he knows how to love. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. It's just like I, I feel like you kind of have to feel it, like as it's happening, and adjust. That's so hard. That's, that's what makes this podcast so hard. By the way, is because every time we talk about something, it's like you kind of know it when you're in there. <laughs> like, here's a few tools to use when you are in there, but like, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is difficult. Yeah, so that's that's actor actor meetings. Um, kickoff meetings are a whole other beast. Mm -hmm. So kickoff meetings is what ha are what happens when your script has sold, your deal has just closed, the studio has notes, I'm sure, and you'll most likely be doing revisions per your contract. But right now, everyone is super high on the fact that they just bought your awesome script. You are very high because you have money to pay your electric bill now. And now it's time for the kickoff meeting. Oh, and electric bill. Your electric bill. <laughs> Buying some milk <laughs> off of this script sale. <laughs> so specific. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have lights in order to write, man. Um, so this, this meeting will usually be everyone on the entire team. So it's you, it's the producers, it's all the studio execs who will be involved on your project probably multiple junior execs. It's just one big happy party meeting. Sometimes they're just phone calls. And for the most part, my kickoff meetings have been like 10 to 30 minutes max. Mm. And it's usually just like, congratulations. We're so excited to be working with you. Our notes are incoming, but don't worry about that now. Just so excited to be a part of this and it's done. But sometimes uh -oh. if people are very efficient... Kickoff meetings can also be notes meetings. So all those same people are there, the entire team. Yay, we're so excited to work with you. Here are our notes. And the reason this is different than a producer notes meeting is because now you're meeting with the studio for probably the first real time. Like maybe you've had a general with a couple of their execs. You probably pitched to them before. But now you're actually officially working colleagues and you're taking that first meeting and the dynamic is just a bit different than a normal mm. notes meeting because the studio is the big boss. And you, as an example of, of why that's different, is you may love your producer. They're great. 
they're your ally. You're always on the same page. But as soon as like Netflix, Universal, Warner Brothers, whoever they are, as soon as they don't like something or want something different, the producer is going to stop and say, the studio doesn't like this. We have to listen to them because the studio pays the bills. The studio decides if your script gets made and for how long your show is going to run. They decide these things. And so everyone has to kind of stop and listen when mm -hmm. they speak. That's sort of the the overall sort of feeling in these kinds of meetings. But a good producer, of course, will say, you know, this is how we listen to them. This is how we address their notes in an intelligent way. But they will always listen to those notes. All of that is just kind of backstory to say that in these kickoff meetings with the studio, the watchword for the writer is really just to be super pleasant, be very polite, be just a joy that everyone is excited to work with. And when they do give you notes, listen to them, nod, respect what they have to say. Mm -hmm. I would say if you disagree with a note, my general feeling is that a kickoff meeting is not really the place to show that you disagree with them and challenge them. Um, they, Everyone's different. So they may want to have that discussion with you and they'll indicate that. But for the most part, these kickoff meetings, if they are giving notes, tend to just be, here are my notes and meeting. <laughs> go yeah. off and, and go think about them rather than an actual conversation. And again, you really want to leave these kickoff meetings with everyone feeling just high as a kite about you and about your project. And then after the kickoff meeting, go call your producer and be like, their notes are insane. I hate them. They're wrong <laughs> and do all the things. But like in the kickoff meeting is not the place to really start challenging them because again, it's your first date and you want that to go off well. <laughs> yeah. Always, always, always come off as the, the, the good guy. The good guy. Yeah. Something about these meetings, though, because in, in early days, I was definitely, I would have producers call me and say, this is how you behave in these meetings, just so you know. Like, we don't want you to say anything. Wow. Like, and you're just there to listen. I'm like, okay. That immediately, by the way, puts you in a position of not having power, like we talked yeah. about. Because suddenly everyone else has power because I'm not allowed to talk. But you're the creator. You should be able to talk. So I would say those people suck. And... No. Fuck off is what I would say. <laughs> but the note behind the note about what they're saying is what we're saying, which is to be like extraordinarily respectful and it's not a place to challenge notes, et cetera, et cetera. But you should engage. Like you should be able to say like, yeah, that's that's a really great thought. That's really interesting. And just, you know, be present. Like you don't have yeah. to just shut off and just be a machine that listens, which I think is what I felt when I was told, like, don't speak in a kickoff meeting. Oh God, like I'm never supposed to speak to the studio. Geez, like that just makes them the evil empire, it feels like. Yeah. I feel like people also say that because it's just a power, power thing. Like they don't want yes. they don't want us, you, someone else to get too much power because then they're not needed. Yeah. You I know? think producers are also scared. I think they are scared that the creator will freak out about notes when they're trying to make a good impression. That's true. Which is Maybe. a problem because I've been in a kickoff meeting where someone, not myself, did do that, freaked out a cre another creative person. And um, months and months later, the studio is still upset about it. And mm. wait, what kind of freak out? Can we talk about it or oh, no? Oh, man. We um, talk about it. Yeah, they just. Jerry Maguire? Like... Yeah. Uh, 
three quarters of that. Wow. Which is still a lot. That's still a lot of Maguire. Yeah, it's still a lot of Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like it, it, it was to a point where I could see the the executive that this person was pointing out and like kind of reaming a new one about their notes and how their notes were wrong and their notes were bad. And I don't want to do, you know, I don't want to do show with you if you're going to give me notes like this, like that kind of scenario. Wow. And I could see the studio exec like just squeezing his hair, <laughs> just like like he was trying to pull it out. Yeah. And he was just so stressed about this call. And then afterwards, again, like I said, he brought it up on his own to my agents months later, unprompted. <laughs> it's like it is still bothering him. So mm. you don't want to leave a kickoff meeting with that feeling in anyone. Wow. So it happens. Just don't do yeah. it. Yeah. Wow. All right. Just be the good guy. Just be the good guy. Be the good guy. All right. The last kind of meeting that we'll talk about, unless you have others, I think is like the director meeting, mm. which I remember the first time I spoke with a director on something, I was so nervous I was going to screw it up because it felt like this is my one shot. This is my shot to get someone attached to this that will make other people want to make it and it's yeah. a make or break moment so i actually like wrote down a script for myself to follow and then knew that there was no way that was going to happen organically <laughs> so i also wrote bullet points about all the things i wanted to say about the project and why it was special and kind of convincing them why they should do it but i don't know again it's one of those cases where every director is going to be different so you do have to just feel out the room but in my experience, the directors I've talked to have really responded to, again, like casual Tasha showing up, like Tasha, yeah. who's yourself. Um, it's You're not in executive producer mode you're, where you're like kind of pitching them. It's it's You're just talking to another creative person across the table. And that's really the feeling I think that we, we all want in those meetings. And yeah. topics that I'll bring up are like, speaking about how it's different from like actor meetings is I'll talk about like real life inspirations that I drew from for either a character or a moment, or I will articulate the theme of the thing because directors are very much drawn to themes. Yeah. Um, also overall character arcs, like backstory stuff. They really sink their teeth into those kinds of details and also why this movie or show is relevant right now and therefore why they should get excited about it and spend the next couple of years working on it. Like those are all topics that have come up in director meetings, but what doesn't come up is like, again, more minute script storytelling mechanic type things. It's all big picture stuff. Always. Yeah. yeah it's really interesting how you do have to kind of pivot to different personalities and like mm -hmm. what you're saying, like how we're talking about with like a producer and you don't really get into theme, but when you talk to a director, you're like, here's the theme of this, this, mo like, mm -hmm. this is what mm -hmm. this movie's about. And this is where this is going. And like, it's just, people just see things differently and yeah. you kind of have to, I mean, obviously things change. Everyone's yeah. different. It's not always going to be a case, the same case uh, with everybody, but, um, I, I think casual Tasha and casual anybody is probably the, best route to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, what's important in these meetings is that you're taking control in them as well. And I don't mean taking control over the director, but I mean over your producers who are most likely going to be in this meeting with you yeah. because 
the director is signing on. Yeah, they want to like the producers and they don't want to hate them, but they want to know that you're a writer they can trust to handle the story they're going to interpret and that there's someone that they want to work with. And again, just someone that they really trust with story and Mm -hmm. like, and I have found that in these meetings where I, when I first started doing them, I expected the producer to take the lead, especially because the producer is the one who introduced me to the director, which is usually the case. Their job is to, you know, connect talent to you and your project. So you're like, okay, because they're the connection, they're going to start the meeting. But instead, it's really up to you to start those meetings. And you should feel like it's okay to do that, to be like, Mm -hmm. hey, director, so glad we could meet. Like, can't wait to talk about this project with you. Like, what did you think? Or what? Or the director might start it, but rarely does the producer start it. And that's very much okay. And I think the producer is also looking to you to lead those meetings as well alongside the director because they, they got, in my experience, it feels like they're kind of like sitting back and watching us to be like, is this going to work? Yeah. Kind of like, like putting your dog and cat together for the first time. And it's like, are they going to get along? (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of how it feels. Yeah, that's I think I think that all sounds right. Well, great. Then that's all I have to say. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just thinking about just kind of how like crazy it is and like how different everybody is. It's like the producer, the actor, the director, like these three different Yeah. And, you know, and, and the studio. studio. Yeah. Yeah. These four different like very uh like different tones that you have to set. Yeah. The only place I can be myself, Josh, is with you guys. I know. Writer's group, man. Where you're a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Only a handful know the real Tasha. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, tyrant Tasha shows up. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's it. I mean, if you're looking for information on generals, we we cover those actually in more focus and and actual full episodes just because they are so important and so much more common. So definitely go check those out in our earlier episodes. But yeah, quote of the day. That's etiquette in meetings. All right, Mm -hmm. quote of the day. I would advise anyone who aspires to a writing career that before developing his talent, he would be wise to develop a thick hide. Harper Lee. Oh, Please remember to rate and subscribe. Follow us at Act Two Writers for more awesome writing stuff. You can follow me, Tasha, at Story Thursday on Instagram, Twitter at Tasha 3.0. And I'm Joshua Hallman on Twitter, Josh Hallman on Instagram. And as always, the Act Two podcast is a production of Act Two, a network and support group for the everyday working screenwriter. This episode was edited by Paul Lundquist, music by 414 Beg, which you can find on Spotify. Mm-hmm.